Free Talk Live. You may bring up whatever you want. Just take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And some guy. Some guy named Captain. Oh, yeah, right. I have a name. Sorry. Captain Kickass. It's Captain. Uh, so welcome to it. We'll talk to you about whatever is on your mind. Of course, the news just keeps on coming. The hits just keep on coming with these just terrible, awful news stories about how you're going to just have a completely different life now. This so-called <laughs> new normal, uh, as they've been referring to this, where you're basically live, going to be living in a uh, medical authoritarian hellscape, for last, lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, um, Orwell would be rolling over. He's probably rolling over in his grave right now, I think. Yeah, and it's just awful, and I wish that there was some you know, really cool stuff to talk about, but there really is just <laughs> not anything cool to talk about. We've got some majorly uncool things, like the first quarantine concert that we can talk about coming up here tonight. Yeah, that's... Uh, if we get the chance. Okay. And uh, in other news, I mean, there's just so much. There's San Francisco's providing free alcohol and drugs to homeless people who are quarantined in their hotels. Yeah, Seattle was doing that for their homeless <laughs> encampment as well. And people were trying to figure out how to act as if they're homeless to go get free booze and cigarettes from, from the state, really. Yeah, there's just so many problems. Uh, we're going to start, though, tonight, Captain, with the story you brought in one of the one of the myriad of stories that uh, that you brought in tonight about the irs what did we tell you uh about these small <laughs> business loans back before you know when this whole thing was coming out about oh billions hundreds of billions of dollars are going to give out all this money and all you got to do is just do what they say you just got to apply and then it'll be forgiven yep and we said to you you can't trust these people nope i know it's tempting right like ooh, free money oh i could use that I got to jump through all these hoops. Well, I could jump through the hoops. It's free money. It's worth jumping through hoops for free money. But, oh, well, it's money being given to you by people who have no liability for their malfeasance. Yeah, and right? no, no incentive to do right by the agreement either. No. And that's my, yeah, that's my point is when you get into an agreement with these criminals, which is what government people, that's their job. They're just criminals. Yep. Uh, when you get into an agreement with a criminal, you shouldn't be surprised when the terms change. Well, in this specific organization, I don't know if our listeners know, T-H-E-I-R-S. It does spell the IRS, but it also spells theirs, because yeah. that's what your money is. It's not yours. It's theirs, and they're coming for more of it, particularly well, if you took out a loan. They did issue it in the first place in the form of the Federal Reserve notes. I mean, yeah, it's a pri- private bank or semi-private or whatever. But uh, So, yeah, you could argue that it is their money. Those it is theirs. Their yeah. notes, you're just using them. They're letting you uh, use them. And now, whenever they want to take it away from you, they're going to. They, they can. You're not going to uh, do a damn thing about it. Well, you could do something about it if you start planning for that eventuality, right? Like if you know that they're going to debase the currency, yeah. then you buy things like gold or silver or cryptocurrency, other things that you can put your value into while the dollar still has some value. Yeah, I'm not a financial attorney or anything, but uh, the either. the USD, the Federal Reserve Notes, commonly known as the dollar, uh, I'm 47 years of age mm-hmm. and my entire life 
if the value of the dollar has do, done nothing Decline. but declined the entire time I've been alive, there might be yeah. little hills and valleys on the way down. But if you look at the overall chart, it's a steady decline. So yeah. what I... You don't even have to look at a chart. I mean, you basically have to pay a little bit of attention in your life to the prices of the things you buy. Yeah. If you pay attention to the price of groceries, for instance, yep. um, then you've probably had the perception over the years, over the decades, that... You don't get as much for $100 in your grocery cart today as you did 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, if you're a smoker, cigarettes are your economic barometer, mm-hmm. right? Look at how much the uh, per pack cost has increased over your life. Yeah. So the point being that you cannot trust the government gang. They will do whatever they want to do, and then they will support themselves in their own court system if you try to challenge them over doing whatever it is they wanted. In this case, we're talking about this so uh, the small business loan stuff that so many businesses have been it's the cares act they going care after. well yeah they care it's how right? much they care about you you believe that right well and what's the latest captain on the the way they're screwing people now well they said something about the loans themselves having no tax liability well uh just the other night they changed their mind uh, oh. you know, in the middle of the night and said oh well now there's some tax liability so oh, uh, really? too bad if you were counting on that money not having any tax liability for your business because guess what now it does well okay so i'm not a tax expert i don't like taxes at all i try not to pay attention to them if i can avoid it are you saying is this standard for loans meaning like if i loan oh, no. you money Right, like no, I no, thought, those if, were exempt from taxes. Yeah, if you income tax. Well, if you make uh, an agreement for a loan with well any other entity besides the government, yeah, right, you have to abide by the terms of the agreement at the time of signing. But what I'm asking is, is if I get a loan from the bank, or mm-hmm. if I get a loan from you, a personal mm-hmm. loan or whatever, is that considered taxable income generally? Well, I I, I don't believe the, the income so. Uh, I can give you just a little bit yeah. from the article here. Uh, the IRS takes action after hours. Uh, that lifeline is being yanked away. On April 30th, late in the evening, when few people were likely paying attention, the IRS released guidance that essentially nullified much of the benefit of the Paycheck Protection Program, a.k.a. PPP, which was created under the CARES Act. It stated that those who receive PPP may not receive tax deductions for using those funds to pay expenses. That includes expenses like payroll and rent, the very point of the PPP. So wait, they may not use a tax deduction for those things? Is that what you just said? Correct. Okay. Yes. Whereas previously you They could. would have been able yes. to. And wow. so And so folks were counting on that. Right, taking right. these loans out, they were counting on that. They, you know, there's stories about just send it back. Yeah, there's stories about people who have contacted, you know, lawyers and accountants and right. you know professionals to try and decipher some of this. What they it can't means, figure what it, it out. Nobody knows. Nobody can figure it out. And then now, yeah. under the cover of night, they're mm-hmm. changing the rules. Right. So if you thought you knew. Now they've changed. They're changing the rules of the agreement after the agreement has already been made. That's what the benefit of being the government is. The deal has been altered. Pray I do not alter the deal any further. They can do that, and there's no legal liability that they have for it. Congress specifically drafted the legislation so that small businesses could receive PPP loans without having to count it as taxable income. Oh, That makes the IRS move all the more stupefying, and it could cost Mm. some small businesses on the brink more than they can afford. Yeah. Um, the best thing I would say is if I were one of those businesses, and I think it, it's a mistake to have even applied for this loan in the first place, mm-hmm. but if you've done that and you now find yourself flummoxed, 
you're now confused. You're now uncertain about this situation with this loan. I would just pay it back. Oh, I'll just go ahead and pay that back then. You guys are going to tax, you know, tax me on yeah. whatever, however I use this money. Well, yeah. here, you can just have it back. It's okay. I'll either make it or I won't. Well, I mean, a lot of these folks who've already received their loans have used it, of course. Have they already? Oh, well, no, that, that would be, that would be yeah. my guess, right? Yeah. You want to keep your employees well, paid? Were, you want to, you know. There were some people in the story, and I don't remember what night it was, but when we read about the business owners who were, were flummoxed by, like, yeah. not sure how to use it, they specifically hadn't used it because they don't, didn't know how to do it they didn't know if they were using it in the right way if they were because they have to do very specific things with it right like spend a certain percentage of it on payroll for right. instance right uh in order for it to be so-called forgivable yeah they, otherwise it is not forgivable and that's just going to put them behind the ball even more they give a bit of a uh example here let's say a small business owner requests and receives six hundred thousand dollars to cover payroll for the 10 weeks where he or she is covered by the ppp if they can't deduct that amount as expenses, that means their federal tax burden clocks in at a rate of 37%. That Whoa. equates that equates to a $222,000 increase in their taxable income, Whew. meaning the effective tax-free benefit of the loan is 378000 not the 600000 mm-hmm. as originally, they say, intended by the law or as originally stated well, in see, the that's agreement. The, that's the thing with, uh, with these government goons is the legislature can do one thing. And then the bureaucrats can interpret it differently. It's a rope a dope. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Well, you've also got some other uh, depressing news about how many businesses are planning to close their doors permanently after so many months. I think we'll get into that coming up here. If you want to share your thoughts, your situation, maybe your business, did you get one of these government loans? How's that working out for you? Yeah. Eight fifty five four fifty free. Like freedom. Live Saturday edition. It's Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You're invited to join us here. The number, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733 with you tonight. It's Ian. And the captain. Uh, You can bring up anything that you want. We've been talking about the frustrations that many business owners have found themselves uh, embroiled with the uh, IRS and whatever government agency it is that has issued these small business loans so-called forgivable loans uh, that are out there. And the the business owners are already flummoxed. They're confused as hell about how to actually spend this money to where it will be forgivable. Because if you screw it up, yep. it's not going to be forgivable. Yep. And then you're then your business is even more in debt than you might have already been. It's such a ludicrous proposition. Like, hey, do you want to play a really dangerous game? Here, go dance on some landmines. See what happens. (laughs) Right. That's about (laughs) what you're talking about here. So we go to your your phone calls and thoughts. um, And then coming up, we'll also be finding out, uh, Captain Kickass, you've got news about how many businesses are planning on just going ahead and closing up shop and never reopening again. Uh, We'll explain that on the way. But first, we go to Joe. He's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Just a clarification. I'm not a tax lawyer, but here's the deal on that deductibility thing. A business that spends money it made to pay somebody or pay rent, that's called a business expense, Mm -hmm. and then they get a deduction. They don't have to pay taxes on their expense. So if you're getting forgiven money, you can't expect to get uh, uh, to pay less tax 
that on that money that you're not well, you, paying. Am I you, making a little bit of sense? I understand what you're saying, but this article blatantly points out that they have altered the deal in the middle of the deal. Previously, well, it was written in a way that would allow them to deduct that, and mm-hmm. now they've changed the language in the deal post everybody getting these loans to say that, oh, well, now you have to pay it, where previously uh, they said that you did not. Well, the money isn't forgiven yet. It's a loan at this point. Well, and there's another hook. Yeah, you know, they rush that plan through, and I think they're just kind of doing the unintended consequences and stuff. But... Um, I mean, if the they if they rush, screwed up, yeah. then they should eat that screw up. Well, that's how it would work in you the are. marketplace. If you're in a rush and you sign an sure. agreement that you made a mistake on, then you still get held to the agreement. But if you're the government, then you can just change the rules any old time you want to. Any old time. And I saw a thing that's interesting that they are not going to do the loan forgiveness issue until two years later. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, it's a two-year thing, maybe for tax purposes or a long-term loan or something like that. Yeah. But the basics of the paycheck protection thing is 75% of the money has to go to employees. Mm-hmm. And then the other 25% can go to other things. And But now the problem they're having is the employees getting 600 each week from their federal unemployment bonus, we'll call it. Right. Don't want to go back to work because they're, they're making too much. And Your so unemployment that's be the bonus. That's that's great wording. Yeah, they're getting paid more <laughs> than they would to go back to work. Right. And as, from what I understand, the business owners also have to pay out within a certain time frame. Like they have to have it all spent by a certain deadline. Yeah. And okay. So, so that was the next thing. So June fifteenth is we'll call it the the true up deadline time. That is. Um, uh, on June 15th, they're going to see if you have 90% of your workers back on board. And, and you if you don't? If you don't, then that's the concept of non-forgiveness. <laughs> right. But but I think it'll be a sliding rate non-forgiveness. I think they just kind of came up with a condition of the forgivability that... Well, you give them a lot of credit because I think they're going to screw them and screw them hard. Although I would like to just harp on the unemployment thing for just a minute, the the $600 bonus, if you will. Per week. Like, like, you've been a good little stay-at-home slave. Here's a bonus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, now, here's what what the thinking was on that. $15 living wage, 40 hours a week, $600, just in their, you know, make-believe little world. They say, we don't care what the states do. We'll just give the person a living wage in their pocket Mm -hmm. each week, and then all the rest can go goofy, and we'll have done the right thing. It's really sad but, but that, uh, that the, the government believes $15 an hour is a living wage. Now, when you say we've done the well, right thing, what do you mean by that? Who's done the right thing? No, no, the, 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 we've done the right thing that we've given a person that's willing to work 40 hours what we determine is a living wage and so we can put our head down at night that we how about you know, we give not we give all the politicians 15 dollars an hour see how long they can live on it let's do that yeah that's if, good, if uh, we have any power let's do that oh we don't have any power we can't do that i hear you now the new excitement is the two thousand dollars every person kids included every month 
in the Senate. That's been introduced by Ocasio-Cortez and uh, it's pronounced uh, Alexandria O'Crazy Ho Cortez. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about that, Joe? Giving out, um, you know, two grand a month to people. Well, it's a nice way to bribe people into slavery. You know, seeing, yeah, into slavery. I don't know. I didn't know how. Total to welfare like, servitude. Basically, it's, it's just UBI repackaged, right? Right. I don't have a problem with the concept of UBI if it's funded in a voluntary way, right? Like a GoFundMe or UBI some meaning universal, universal basic, basic income. income, right? I, I don't have a problem with the concept right. of it if it's pulled off in a one hundred percent consensual and voluntary way. The problem is, is that when it comes to government, that is never the case. So uh, it's just repackaged UBI. And, now that there's some sort of a welfare. Crisis. I mean, yeah. it's not just you. I mean, UBI is welfare, but this is also going to pay people per child as well. So right. now you're going to re-incentivize people to have children. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, everybody alive, kids, well, it's kind of for working class households calculated on adults and children in that working class household. If so uh, if it passes, it's still just a proposal, no. but you know, it's going to be it's going to be hard for these politicians not to pass this. Well, and where does be... that money come from that they're going to pay? They're going to print it. Well, of course, yeah. but but and then and then who has to pay it back? Well, these are just straight up giveaways. Well, I mean, so the the government uh, contracts the Federal Reserve to print the money, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Which is just adding some zeros to some bank bank accounts. Right. And, and actually printing it. Which, of course, yeah. inflates the money supply, which means whatever dollars you happen to have on hand have gone down in value. Yeah, that's right. The two thousand dollars is not going to buy in another few years what it is buying now. Maybe even sooner than a few years. <laughs> Maybe in a few weeks. We don't yeah, know. Then. Who knows? Who knows how crazy it's going to get? I mean, I did I did have a story here in my show prep tonight about the national debt uh just jumped up to 25 trillion for the first time trillion that's with a t it jumped up a trillion dollars in just 28 days according to the story at cnsnews.com 28 days yeah and i don't think that includes the other trillions that are still coming out the pipe uh going into these small business loans and and, uh, and elsewhere so thank you joe for your call tonight definitely appreciate hearing from you he's really not you seem really knowledgeable about a lot yeah i like that guy he's fun thanks for the info uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. How many businesses are planning on closing up shop entirely? It just happened to a restaurant chain, uh, Sweet Tomatoes and some other 97 variants. stores yeah, or something? 100 stores closing forever. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Plus, how many Americans think this is a good thing? They don't want to see reopening happening. We'll tell you. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. Our number, 855 450 free like freedom. That's 855 450 And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Freedoms Phoenix. It's a liberty oriented news aggregation site. 
If you want the newest and uh, freshest stories, perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. So I wish there was some, like, you know, good news to announce, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you that the so-called reopening is good news. I mean, it's being postured as though it's good. All these, you know, governors trying to make it look like they're doing something for the economy after laying waste uh, to their economies in the various different states by destroying people's opportunities, taking away the ability to yeah. do business at the threat of actual violence. Because we've seen business owners arrested. We've seen uh, businesses being shuttered, forcibly shuttered by government gangsters. And uh, we've seen individuals who were entrepreneurial, not you know business owners per se, like with a storefront, but just, you know, you could call them up and they'd come over and like clip your nails or do your hair or something like that. In Texas, those people were done a sting operation on and uh, and put under arrest. So, Sad. So after destroying people's business opportunities, now you've got these governors saying, we're reopening here in Georgia, here in, you know, whatever other states are, are so, so-called reopening. And they all now have plans, or at least most of them that I've seen, you know, talking about it publicly have these plans. Yeah, micromanagement plans. Total it's, micromanagement. It, and, and just the fact that they're using the term reopen uh, is I think it's a slight to all of the people who are unemployed, to all the people who no longer have a business, to all the people who don't know if they're going to have a business in the very near future. I think it is not only a slight, it's an insult. It is a direct slap in the face because nothing is reopening. They are micromanaging a little bit at a time. And when they find stuff that they really like and like how it works and like how it keeps you down, then they apply those things to the next round and refine it a little bit more. They're going to micromanage all of the businesses, all of the entrepreneurs right out the door. Yeah, it's not reopening how you want. It's reopening how they want. It's doing what they say. Although there's an interesting argument, and I do have a story from the Washington Times about it, that governor's orders are not laws, even though everybody's treating them as though they are. Uh, even under their own system, yeah. they're not even laws. So we can talk about that, too. Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE. Captain, you had another follow-up sort of business-related story, though, on how so many of these business owners yeah. are hurting and what are their plans long-term. I mean, a lot of businesses might be able to weather a month, maybe two months, with seriously downed revenues or zero revenues, but six months? I just like to remind all of our listeners that when they first started talking about flattening the curve and everybody stay home and mm-hmm. you know close your business for two, two weeks. weeks. It was two Here we are, weeks. Two months later. Yeah. Uh, we're into going on the eighth week, maybe? We're yeah, into the seventh week? Somewhere around that, yeah. Thereabouts? So, yeah. Um, and so, this from the Washington Examiner, uh, the headline reads, 52% of American small businesses expect to close within six months because of all the, the you know the government mandates around the coronavirus yeah 52 percent that's crazy man 50 that's more than half more than half of all small businesses expect to close within six months and all those jobs gone with that gone and how many of those people are going to be on welfare and as we've talked about before, I'm not going to want to get off the welfare because it's paying them so good. Why bother to go back to work if you can just get paid to sit around and get high? 
So apparently uh, this new survey from the Society for Human Resource Management found that 52% of American small businesses expect to be out of business within six months, according to, according to Bloomberg News. The survey of 375 firms was conducted between April 15th and 21st, so mm-hmm. a, Almost li- a, month a little ago. while ago, uh, and doesn't factor in, quote, improved business conditions that were announced since then. I don't think That's the conditions a, have improved yeah. one iota. It's a load. I mean, here in New Hampshire, now look, all the uh, different states have different plans or whatever, so they're not all the same. We can't yeah. compare them uh, directly. But in New Hampshire, they are allowing golf courses, beauty salons, and uh, barber shops and drive-in theaters as the only so-called non-essential businesses that are allowed to reopen in the next few weeks. And just That's the it. fact just the fact that when we talk about this on the radio, we have to use the terminology they are allowed. They yeah. are allowed. Well, allowed because uh, they weren't allowed to reopen before. You're only allowed to reopen when your masters say so. Right. When the central planners determine that didn't work with communism, by the way, and it doesn't work, and it never will work, and that's why this is so terrifying for business owners because all of their, uh, you know, their ability to make decisions for themselves has has been stripped from them, or at least that's the way they're behaving. Now, I think that business owners should just do what they want. I think they should reopen. I think they should take the risk. You're at risk anyway. You're going to lose your 52% going to close their business within six months. Yeah. What have you got to lose? If, it, if that's what it's going to come down to is this is going to put you out of business, well, then you don't have anything to lose at that point. You could just go right ahead and open up your business. Yeah. And what if more than one business did it? Because we've seen these stories about the Dallas salon owner. Yep. We've seen a story about a guy in Maine who had a restaurant. Yep. We, you know, so like over here, over there, here in this state, there's one guy, there's one guy. Now, maybe there's more than one. They're just not making the news. That's right. the poss- That's a possibility. Um, and if that's true, if there are places where business owners have reopened without asking permission, who aren't following whatever diktats are being handed down, I would love to know about it. Give us a call. Uh, yeah, 855-450-FREE. Let's go to your calls and thoughts here. We'll uh, talk first to Bruce. He's in Cl- Bruce in Klamath Falls, Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live, Bruce. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Hey, I just got a question. I work with a couple of nonprofits, and uh, what if we take it alone with them? Uh, did they make any new rulings on how a nonprofit has to handle the money, and what is the uh, consequence of taking their money? Uh, are you asking us because you think we know? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, 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 so the answer to your question is I don't know. I don't think so, and also I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. It doesn't seem like really anybody knows either because <laughs> this is true. Because yeah. everybody's got an opinion. Okay, so in legal land, which is what we're talking about here, because when you get into the to a business with the government, you're now in their world completely. Yep. You are their bitch. And as you pointed out, Captain, they can change the rules if they want to. But even if they didn't change the rules arbitrarily in the middle of the agreement, let's just say they actually did keep to whatever the rules were, trying to figure out what those are is also its own challenge. Yeah. 
uh, people don't understand and the the so-called experts that they're consulting with, their attorneys and tax uh, advocates or tax uh, experts or whatever, they don't know either. People yeah. are very, very concerned. They can't get a straight answer uh, out of the government. Yep. So, you know, uh, to, to me, it's highly, highly risky to take any of these loans from the state. It, it would be probably better to take a loan from, like, say, the mafia. <laughs> than it would yeah. to take a loan from the United States government. Bruce, uh, any other thoughts you want to share? Go ahead. Uh, no, I just uh, I'm I'm worried about uh, any of the people out there that uh, have been suckered. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. Well, and let's not forget about the 34 million freshly unemployed people as well. Thanks for the call tonight, Bruce. I appreciate it. Oh, also. Again, not a tax expert, not a uh, financial, you know, advice guy, but if you take a loan or okay, so if you take a loan out from the government mm-hmm. and if you take a loan out from just like a bank mm-hmm. and then you go through bankruptcy, mm-hmm. that's going to wipe out the loan from the bank. Is it going to wipe out the loan from the government? Oh, that is a good I mean, probably not. I don't know. I know the the United States government the only thing that can't get wiped off of a bankruptcy is student, is student loans. loans, and that's something that they provide. So I don't know. But Does that apply to this loan as well? That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, because, you know, like the student loans don't get wiped out because there's a special category. But is this also a special category of something that can't be wiped out through, due to bankruptcy? Or will it be in the near future? Let's yeah. not give them any ideas, Ian. Right, 855-450-FREE. That's 85... <laughs> forget I said that. 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom. You can join us here. The live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live continues. Free Talk Live, dial toll-free, bring up what you want. Our number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the uh, Discord lines. You can go to discord.lrn.fm. And then you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight in that studio. It's me, Ian. And the captain broadcasting from the United States of Hysteria. That's how it is these days, and it's not getting any better. Uh, by the way, Bitcoin.com is a great place to go to learn about something that it's not too late to get into. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin Cash, the various other cryptocurrencies. I read an article the other day that said... You know, after analyzing all of the possible investments and you know that kind of thing that are available in looking for what could be the next Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. They determined that the next Bitcoin is still Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah, it's still like it's killing everything yeah, it's, as far as investments yeah. and returns are considered. I mean, it's the best investment in 2020 so far. Um, it's the best investment in the last decade, by the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. Now, it's not necessarily just an investment i mean that's how a lot of people look at it right but it's supposed to be a currency and the original bitcoin is it's kind of having a little growing pains the the fees have gone a little bit crazy but there's other cryptos like bitcoin cash uh, that are competitive that have much lower fees and you can go and learn about that stuff over at bitcoin.com it's a great great place place yeah just get started get get started learning about cryptocurrency especially you've got a little more time on your hands now there is a little learning curve it's easier now than it's ever been so there's really no reason not to go and spend 10 minutes or 30 minutes go and just you know check out bitcoin.com and poke around and you know learn about some stuff watch some introduction 
uh, videos or go through their Bitcoin Academy or whatever it's being called these days. They've changed the name of it a couple times, but there's always like a little get started uh, intro thing that they've got there. And it's usually pretty well done. Uh, Bitcoin.com. As we go back to your calls and thoughts here, let's talk to Surf Daddy in Ventura, California. Surf Daddy, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys doing today? What's on your mind? Hey, yeah, I'm I'm a small business owner, and and uh, I, I have had to lay off pretty much everybody. I'm down from six to one person now. Wow, wow. man! What's the industry? Uh, cleaning business. Okay, so I'm allowed to work. We're we're just the demand has dropped off so much. Right. But um, that that's not really what I was calling about. Um, so I live in a county of about nine hundred thousand people. And we've only had a total of 19 confirmed deaths. Almost every one of them was in really bad shape to begin with. So mm. they're, they're questionable. But um, um, I, there's a video out. Uh, they just extended our lockdown. And on YouTube, you could look up this video. It's, there's an excerpt of it, about three minutes long. They, they are employing in California contact tracers. And what their job is, Mm -hmm. is their job is to trace people that have come into contact with people that have either gotten COVID or um, are are around people with it. And they actually talk about removing people from the home if there's only one bathroom. So if you get COVID-19... And there's only one bathroom in the home, and there's four people living there. They're going to physically remove you from that wow. home. Wow. So now they're coming to your homes. Yeah, look it up. This this is for real. And this is in my county, which is a – and we're the pilot county in the state of California. They're talking about employing 20,000 of these people in our state to do this. Yeah, and it won't and, it won't be the last of the newly created governments, you know, entities that employ people because of this whole nonsense, right? Uh, nothing is as permanent as a temporary government program, and also <laughs> nothing grows faster than these temporary government programs when it comes to hiring people to make sure that everybody else is in compliance with their rules. So let me see if I got this straight, Surf Daddy. You said that in your county in California. That there's these contact tracers are going to be hired by the government. They're going to go after people who've tested positive for COVID. And then they're going to remove... Who are they going to remove from the home? Is it the COVID person or are they going to remove other people from the the, home? The the infected person. Where are they going to put them? And I I don't know. Well, you know what they're doing downtown Mm -hmm. Ventura here? uh, They've removed all... We have a big home... Had a big homeless problem uh, like every city in california um they they've rounded them all up they they have a a hotel right downtown beautiful area near the beach um uh, they have the hotel fenced off where they can't accommodate them in the rooms they built a tent city my god they're purchasing they're purchasing all of their drugs and alcohol and just letting them go to town 
That's what's happening in San Francisco. Uh, I've got that in my story. Thank you, Surf Daddy, for the call. Keep us in the loop as to uh, what develops out there, because, of course, the most insane stuff is going to happen in California. But in San Francisco, according to WashingtonTimes.com, they're providing free alcohol, methadone, and medical cannabis to homeless people quarantining in hotels during the coronavirus pandemic. Do you want to talk about an absolute hell? Can you imagine being the hotel owner where the government goons come in and they're like, well, we're just going to be taking over your hotel now. Guess what? We're going to fill it with homeless. Oh, don't worry. We'll pay you for it. But I'll tell you this. The homeless people are going to destroy so much stuff in this hotel. Whatever payment they're getting from the government isn't going to be enough to cover. And then there have been people who've talked about uh, this, you know, these situations yeah. where they did take like contracts from the government to take care of uh, homeless people and the, the damage that was done to the rooms, for instance, you know, by these people who don't care. I mean, your normal hotel guest doesn't really care that much right. if they, you know, if something gets broken or whatever, but they're not s-faced drunk booting up heroin or whatever in the rooms generally so you're not going to see as much damage to a hotel room from your typical guest whereas you will see far more from a bunch of drunk i'm not saying everyone who's homeless is drunk right but a bunch of people who really are not known for taking care of themselves let alone anything else i want to go back to the the caller's point about these contact tracers Mm -hmm. scary stuff and, and if i and i've read a couple of articles i i didn't have any on my show prep for today for whatever reason but i've I've seen a couple of headlines and I've breezed through a couple of articles, but I believe, and maybe the callers who have you know read up on this can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the callers said that they would take out the infected. I don't believe that is true. I believe that they will take out the infected and those whomever they've traced to have come in contact with the infected, they think they've got it whether now, right? or not they actually have it, mm-hmm. right? So it's, uh, it's being positioned as a form of quarantine, right? So here's one guy who's infected. He touched, let's say, 50 people. Quarantine so these contact tracers go out and find these 50 people and quarantine them whether or not they're symptomatic, scary it's scary stuff and that's what uh, you're going to likely hear more about very soon and, and it, it makes me wonder why would anyone want to go and find out whether they have covid now because if you become uh covid positive or whatever if you yeah. test positive for it then you're on this list and then one of these goons is going to come to your house and get into your business like how's that going to help anybody yeah. what's the benefit of this why would you even want to know if you've got covid at this point you know I don't want to know. If I get sick and I survive it, I don't care what it was. <laughs> right. Let's go on. We got Jill. She's in Richmond, Virginia, listening to WNTW. Hello, Jill. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Hey, Jill. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, one solution to these things, the control they're taking over business, might just be outright defiance. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's all there is. I mean, and if they tell you to pay a fine, tell them I'm not going to pay it and don't pay it. And just keep, they tell you you're taking your license away, then they just operate without a license. Yeah. I wish more people thought like you did. And if enough business people start doing that, there may be so many of them that they may not be able to enforce it anymore. And they might just say, oh, what the heck with it. Yeah, you you are spot on, Jill. The people don't know just how much power they have if they yep. would all act in unison against, you know, the powers that they believe have control over them. That's the long lady over in Texas. What's her name? Shelly Luther? Shelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, me, I don't care about beauty parlors. I just grow my hair long and don't cut anything but the, but the bangs, and I put it up myself. Yeah. But even if, even so, I think if she were in this town and I knew where her salon was, I might pay a visit to that salon. 
uh, anyhow, and maybe just slap down, slap down a few bucks on the counter and say, "Use this to pay your lawyer." I would want, I would want to, but on the other hand, I also wouldn't want to. And, and let me let me tell you why, because. She, like a lot of these business owners that are that are you know getting and I and rightfully so lauded for opening up their businesses. Mm-hmm. There's also people who hate them for it, but you know we like it, we appreciate it. But I also don't like this sort of appeasement mentality that they're trying to do. Oh well, I'm I'm requiring social distancing in my business, and we have to wear masks, and all my employees have to wear masks, and all my customers have to wear masks. And we're staying away from everybody, and you can only come in one at a time. And you know, like they're doing everything they can. They want to show how much they're jumping over themselves to you know jump through all these arbitrary hoops. Just we'll just put up the hoops, we'll jump, and we just want to be able to be in business. And to me, it's like that's just too too much appeasement. Thank you, Jill. Though I really appreciate where you're coming from. Thanks, I agree with her. If business owners actually did. Just open up. Yeah. And I don't mean do it how the government wants you to. Yeah. I mean do it how you think is best for your business. It would change everything and it'd be overnight. There's more coming up here. We have a 12-year-old German shepherd named Sophie, and she became overweight, stinky, greasy coat, and lifeless almost. Then about four years ago, we found out she had several vertebrae fused together. She was unable to walk. The vet told us Sophie was going to have to be euthanized. I thought, I've got to do something. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite, and she, from day one, has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite healed Sophie. Dynavite is nutrition. I truly recommend that people not wait until the vet recommends euthanasia. You have to get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-B-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want right here. Toll free number 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Of course, there's all kinds of just terrifying horrible news about this medical authoritarian hellscape that is being built all around us with the by the way the embracing consent of a myriad of people two-thirds of americans according to a recent poll say their states are reopening too soon so about two out of three people are wanting to cower in their homes and they think that it's a good thing Shows you the state of education. Uh, yep, to cower in your homes, and they want other people to be told to cower in their homes because they're afraid if other people go out and actually act free, they feel like that's somehow a threat to them. So with you in the studio here tonight, it's Ian. And I am the captain. And we can talk about uh, some of this madness, and we will continue that. Of course, we'll also take your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything you want if we get the chance. The first quarantine concert, apparently, is about to happen uh, and we will tell you, you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you how they what they've got planned uh, it, in this instance. It's ugly. We go first, though, to your calls and your thoughts. He is Jerome in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Jerome. As Alfred Hitchcock used to say, good evening. Hey, hey by the way, Trump's killing the Republican Party. OK, every he? time he opens his mouth, something crazy, ridiculous comes out. Like, uh, the virus is going to go away. Has it gone away yet? With uh, 78,000 people dead, has it gone away yet? 
Oh, I don't know if it will ever Hello? go away because the common cold certainly hasn't gone away. Nope. Um, he, he did. He did say that. That's not fake news. I mean, I saw the words come out of his mouth. Well, so, but I don't know if he's going to kill the Republicans, Jerome. Jerome, I don't know if he's going to kill the Republicans. A lot of these Republicans really love Trump. I mean, uh, that's that's just a fact. Hey, you know who's ruining the Republican Party? The Republicans. The Republicans. You know yeah. who's ruining the Democrat that, yeah, Party? Yeah. The, the Democrats. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald John Trump. Yeah. Well, the I mean, you blame this Biden one guy, Jerome. Away. I mean, I, you blame Donald Trump, but ultimately he's there because they want him there. Donald John Trump, okay? Yeah. He's going to he's destroying the Republican Party. And if that, How? Look, Why do you know? Wait, wait, wait. Jerome, back that up. When you say he's destroying the party, what do you mean? I mean, saying dumb things. Republicans have said dumb things for a long time. So, like, that's not new. That doesn't didn't kill them before. What is ex- what are you saying is happening to them? Thirty million people unemployed. That's so far. All these people unemployed right. and like. Two to three months. But that's being done by governors, both Republican and Democrat. So you didn't answer my question about how it is that you believe. And not specifically Trump either. Yeah. How is it that you believe that he specifically is destroying the Republican Party? With these ridiculous predictions. I don't think that's going to do it. Look, they're opening opening up the country. The White House set guidelines. They're not even following their own guidelines. Wait, who's not following the guidelines and which guidelines you're talking about they're not following the federal guidelines there's guidelines that the this republican party and trump put out for these states to open up yeah they're not doing it so these are the, look none of them have um reduced the, the virus to the point where it says to open things up again so hold on let me anyway. see if i'm understanding you jerome are you saying that you don't like trump we know you don't like trump right like this. you've called about that a bunch of times but now you're saying you think the states should obey Trump? No, I'm saying that, hey, look. Well, then shouldn't you be happy? Know. Hold on. Shouldn't you be happy that they're not following Trump's guidelines? No, I'm not happy because more people are going to die. So you're saying Trump no. is right and that the the state should follow his guidelines? He's talking out of both sides of his <laughs> yes, mouth. Yes, he okay? is. He's a politician. Oh, that's the look, first yeah. straight He's thing t- you've said tonight, Jerome. He, one minute he's closing things down, and now he's saying, well, things up again mm-hmm. because of the economy. So okay. you're one he's of those two-thirds. You're one of the two-thirds, uh, according to this poll, who do not want things reopening now. Is that right? Would that describe you? Look, I'm for saving people, okay? I'm what about saving, saving the economy so those people can actually have food on their dinner tables and not go hungry? What about saving the, so, their jobs? How about jobs? saving the 14 million small businesses that say that they can't stay open for longer than six months? Are you saying people don't matter? Is that what you're saying? No. We just gave you examples of why well, we're concerned about like people. That's what you sound like. You sound like the, the <laughs> lieutenant governor of Texas is saying, hey, if we kill a few, a few more people die, as long as it saves the economy, you're sounding like them. So, Jerome, what you're saying is you don't care about people having complete economic destruction, losing their jobs, losing their businesses, losing their livelihoods, losing everything that they're you know accustomed to because some sick people might die. Let, let me ask you this. What good your, your economic livelihood is going to do to you if you're dead most people are not going to die from this virus okay yeah 
the supermajority of them are not going to die even if they do get infected. According to the government's own inflated numbers, Jerome, we've been through viruses before. We didn't shut down everybody's opportunity to continue to live their life in the way that they're accustomed, like by being able to run their business or go to the job that they uh, that they are used to going to or have responsibilities and things to take care of and things to do in life. Now all that's been shut down on the speculation that it might have saved a few lives. Well, how many other lives have to be destroyed whether they die or not is another question, but to be impoverished, for instance, how many other people have to be impoverished uh, in order well, to save ask, a handful of lives? Uh, how hey, many? Hey, look, this is, your, this is your business. You can talk forever. Okay, I just want to ask you this. So, you won't answer my question. People are dying. What are you supposed to do? People are always Nothing? dying. That's I, what people do. They get born, they live, maybe, and then they die. And the question is. I got to remark. You know, whenever I listen to you, I got to remind myself, you're like from a different generation, man. How old are you? I'm 63. Okay. Dying ain't no big deal to young people, nah, the way they are, okay? It's not a big deal to all old people either. There's plenty of older people. No, maybe for you, Jerome, but there's plenty of older people who've come to terms with the idea that at some point they're going to die. And you know what? They're okay with it. There are people out there who've called our show. Uh, one of the ladies who called in earlier tonight, she's like this peppy older lady. Jill. Uh, Jill, yeah. Uh, she was one of them. And there's a couple ladies down in Florida who are in their 70s uh, who've called in to say that they are they want to just be free. They want to be free to live their life how they want. And they'd rather take the risk of going out and living how they want. Because what's the point of living if you can't make choices for yourself? There's no point in living that life. Yeah. To me, and thank you for the call, Jerome. I uh, I do appreciate hearing from you, and I understand that this that you know death is something that people struggle with. I don't want to sound like I think oh I'm young I'm I think I'm immortal or whatever. I mean right. I'm I'm not that young. I'm middle aged, yeah. and um, I think that people at different points in their life come to the conclusion that they're going to die and it's okay that they're not afraid of it. There are people who are afraid of dying. There's a lot of people. Oh yeah, there, yeah right. Yeah. Um, I, I do not want to die in an un, unpleasant way. I mean, I'd like to just die in my sleep if I had my druthers, right? Like, that's the way to go. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no point in being afraid about it. There's no point in, in fearing when death is going to happen or freaking out about the potential for it being sooner uh, rather than later. I don't think. Yeah. It, and it's my contention, too, that if you do come to some sort of peace with yourself about the fact that you are going to die that it it changes your outlook your perspective mm-hmm. on life and it actually uh, gives you a little more mm, i, I want to say courage i don't know if that's the right word you got more to live for it, it, yep. it, it almost because now you're just like you're at peace with it you're like so well okay i guess uh, you know i'm going to go do this now i I'm guess i can do, do what i want now. or yeah you know yeah. you it, even like start to speak out against things like oh right. i don't know evil organizations that do nothing but kill and take your prosperity from you that's why i've always loved the uh, elderly civil disobedience people the mm-hmm. people who are in their 70s or early 80s or whatever who've gone out and done civil disobedience because they don't have any kids to take care of anymore 
Because there's a lot of people who won't do things like that because they've got all these responsibilities, right? right. They've got all you know mouths to feed. They got kids or grandkids or whatever, and uh, mortgages to pay. Well, they got their mortgage paid off. They got their kids moved out of the house. The kids have grown up. Uh, they're adults now. They don't need mom and dad to take care of them anymore. So they don't have the same responsibilities they did before. And they're elderly, mm-hmm. so it looks really bad when the cops like you know <laughs> crack down on some elderly people for doing civil disobedience. So I think that putting your being older actually puts you in some really interesting circumstances that young people can't have. Uh, if they care about their futures. 855-450-FREE. Come on, it's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Are you one of the uh, two-thirds of Americans... 68% 68% of them who say their uh, greater concern is that state governments will lift coronavirus-related restrictions on public activity too quickly. Pathetic. You think it's going too fast? The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or call us on our Discord call-in line rooms on the Discord server that we have for you where you can chat with other Free Talk Live listeners basically around the clock for free over at discord.lrn.fm. And when you call the show on Discord, you sound almost like you're sitting here with us. Uh, it's Ian and the captain in the studios. By the way, the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I Project.org. Back to your phone calls and thoughts. we got Tim. He's in Orlinda, Tennessee. Uh, Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I had a question about, uh, I, I was online looking about if natural things can be patented, right? Mm-hmm. And it is said that you can't patent natural things, right? Mm-hmm, supposedly. So, if, yeah. <laughs> so, if coronavirus, COVID-19 is supposed to be naturally occurring, why is there a patent on it? What do you mean? There's a patent on COVID-19. Huh. Interesting. How did you find that out? Google. But don't Google things together. Like, I Googled, can something natural be patented? And the answer is no. And then I asked, is COVID-19 patented? And it said yes. Well, did you actually see the patent in the patenting system? Oh, yeah, there's a patent number for it. Huh. Google. I hate using Google. I, I yeah. know what Google is. Google's a big CIA whatever. Sure, sure. But there's a, there's a patent number for the COVID-19. That's mind-boggling, so, that's Tim. A, I don't know what to say about that. That's pretty crazy. That's all you need to know about it. It's This this whole thing is like a, a takeover. You know? It is that. If, uh, it is. That's, that's all it is. So um, I take it that you're you're like uh, like we are on this one, Tim. You feel like this is insane what the uh, the government has done and the destruction hey, of the economy. I would love somebody to come to my house 
and say, we're taking you in because you had coronavirus and they don't have a warrant or anything to do with it. They're just going to stroll in and grab you. Guess what? They can take me out, but they'll be carrying me. Thank you, Tim, for your call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Toll-free numbers, 855-450-FREE. Let's continue. We got Bill. He's in Erie, Pennsylvania, listening to WJET. Hello, Bill. Hey, hello, fellas. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Bill. Good evening. Hey, uh, I was just sitting here. I I heard you earlier talking about about the loans that they're giving out, and now all of a sudden there's different different. Conditions on getting mm-hmm. those loans. Is surprise. That yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of surprised me, and it, yet it didn't surprise me. It kind of reminded me of a, a very, uh, very popular political figure that once said that we have to pass the bill to see what's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh my golly, I guess we had a, I guess we had a pass this thing and and then I guess we'll get to see what's in it, right, fellas? That's how they do it, Bill. Anything else you want to share tonight? Now, what's that? Anything else you want to share? Yes, I, I would. I was just listening to Jerome a little bit, and uh, I just would like to challenge him and with an honest and a sincere question, not trying to uh, you know, uh, start conflict, but mm-hmm. uh, do these people really believe that the Democratic Party, oh my golly, with uh, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi and and Al Adam Schiff. I mean, this man that lied. They call they call Donald Trump a liar, and Donald Trump is a man, and he's not perfect. Nor was Barack Obama, nor mm-hmm. Bush, nor Clinton. Yep. Nor is he. But how I just don't understand how they can overlook a man like Adam Adam Schiff and the the spectacular made up montage that he made up about that phone call. Well, I don't know which phone call, but I I suspect you're referring to this guy probably being a lying politician because they all are. Um, Right. What you're talking about here is partisanship, and it is one of the worst things to infect uh, the American people. And I thank you, Bill, for your call tonight. Uh, If you are a partisan, like Jerome is, then you cannot see the faults in the people of your party. Right. But you can crystal clear see the faults in everybody else uh, aside from your party. This is a human condition, right? And you can illustrate this pretty easily by traveling around in a vehicle with some other people. And uh, you take note that it's always the other guy who's the jerk. No matter, on the road, on you the mean? road, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's never, never the guy in the pilot seat, <laughs> right? It's always the other guy, right? <laughs> and so that's sort of an illustration of what partisanship does to you. It puts you in the car with a bunch of other people who always blame the other guy, when in fact you should take and look at critically at the system itself because the system is the problem. Yeah, well, that's what the sort of the two. Two-party system helps avoid because you get these people in the in the camps, right? Like they're the Republican camp, they got their Democrat camp, they hate the other camp, and they're so busy trying to find problems with the people in the other camp. And oh, so and so said this, he's a liar. Yeah. Well, so and so said this, he's a liar. Well, so and so's a cheat, and so and so's a cheat. And there's just never-ending uh, drama between. And if you the two disagree with my point of view, Ian, you're automatically a Democrat. Yeah. And if I disagree <laughs> right. with your point of view, I'm automatically a Republican. <laughs> or vice like, versa. Yeah. I mean, it's worse than stereotyping. It's it really is. It's worse than stereotyping. Yeah, it's really bad. And because they're so busy hating each other and finding fault with each other. Yeah. They talk constantly about one another, and it's just what you pointed out. They're missing the actual story, which is to say that these two parties are two wings of the same authoritarian 
uh, bird yep. that is just pecking the hell out of our freedoms, and it doesn't matter which one of them is in charge, they're going to destroy more freedoms. And I think this COVID-19 is a perfect example of how this is happening, whereas it doesn't matter whether it's Gavin Newsom, who's the uh, the uh, governor, isn't he even a Republican in mm-hmm. or Democrat? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the, the the governor in California versus the governor in Michigan versus the governor in New Hampshire, who's a Republican, versus you know all these guys and gals, they are violent people who want to use violence against you to see their power increase over other people. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, uh, bear with me for a minute. This is. Uh uh, an illustration of the confusion that governments create. And this is de- specifically related to coronavirus. It's that we all have Schrodinger's virus now, right? And uh, if you're not familiar with Schrodinger's, anything Schrodinger's, just Google that, please. Uh, because we cannot get tested, we can't know whether we have the virus or not. Mm-hmm. We have to act as if we have the virus so that we don't spread it to others. No, I don't. We have to act as if we don't have the virus, because if we didn't have it, then we're not immune. Therefore, we both have and don't have the virus. Wow. If you don't understand this joke, you're never allowed to talk about science again. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. we got plenty of time for you, your calls, and thoughts on the way here. And then the, uh, the fairly large study, 10,000 respondents on the Americans and how they feel about reopening. Hello. Too fast, they say. Too fast. What else do they say? We'll tell you about it coming up here on Free. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. You dial in, you bring up what you want here. Our numbers 855 450 Free Like Freedom. That's 855 450 3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. And the government is the real virus. It's true. Uh, we continue, though. You can bring up what you want. We'll talk about people and in America and their response to the so-called reopenings. I say so-called because reopen makes it sound like things are going back to normal. No. But that's not what they're no. talking about. Uh, we'll call this the new openings. Yeah. Uh, the semi partially completely restricted opening it's like when one of these places has the uh the re-grand opening yeah <laughs> although this one is far less grand than their original opening Yeah, there's nothing grand about this at all it's the most weak pathetic thing it's uh, another opening for uh the tyrants known as governments to well do their business in Yep. Uh, We're going to go to your calls and thoughts. By the way, I do want to also thank the good folks over at AnyPay because, well, first of all, they're awesome. And AnyPay does some really good work in the area of helping local business owners get on uh, with the idea of accepting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Cash or Dash. And if you help a local business come on board, if you, you know, walk them through the steps with getting started with AnyPay and get them set up with the AnyPay Cash Register app, well, then you can get... It's a uh, financial incentive, a passive income from any pay. 
for doing that. For every Bitcoin Cash and Dash purchase made at that business, you will get a cut. That is such that a sale. sweet program for anybody who yeah. you know feels vehemently about the spread of cryptocurrency. This is a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, and now's a good time to go and get started on doing that. So go to AnyPayInc.com. If you sign up a business with uh, with AnyPay's cash register app, let them know what you've done at AnyPayInc.com so that you can get credit for it. All right, we go to more of your calls and thoughts. We'll talk to Heidi calling from somewhere in New Hampshire. Heidi, where are you in New Hampshire tonight? In Sunapee. Sunapee, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about civil disobedience. Please. I heard you um, call the people who are at freedom rallies, um, the people who are civilly disobedient. Yeah. And I want to disagree. Why? I don't think they're being disobedient at all. They are following their God-given rights. I think the people who are doing the civil disobedience in this country are the government officials and others making laws that are unconstitutional and trying to make us do those things. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because we are following a constitution, which is our supreme authority. Well, it's not my authority. We are not a a nation of, of men making laws where... A nation of laws. That's not and really true. So, laws. Heidi, I gotta, I'm going to have to quibble with you on those two points because you, it's not a nation of laws, okay? Because the people in the system, the people who are part of the government, they don't follow the laws. Nope. They don't no, care. No, they don't. But right. So, it's not a nation of laws. So they're the ones that are civilly disobedient. It's not. It's a nation of men, basically. The men and women who call themselves government, who rule over the lives of others that's what it is it's and the constitution doesn't uh it doesn't grant people rights it only is supposed to respect those rights so i don't live under the constitution i didn't sign the constitution um you know they they tried to do something good i think by getting out from underneath the king but then they just ended up creating uh the biggest most you know one of the most oppressive governments on the on the planet so all of his what do you think about since you're in new hampshire i gotta ask what do you think about the idea of new hampshire going ahead and uh, going going its own separate way declaring independence from the united states oh that'd be wonderful the united states government would destroy us you think so what would they do destroyed the well they would do what they did to the confederate states seceding from the union. You really think they would do that in this day and yes. age where, you know, everything they do is under a spotlight. There's constant video of everything transmitted instantaneously across the planet. You think they could get away with it? Yeah, because they're getting away with the stupid COVID-19 garbage and everyone sees it. They would come up with some sort of an excuse to make everybody want to do it. Just like they're doing with this. Well, I'll tell you this, Heidi. I've heard a lot of people in New Hampshire tell me they like the idea of declaring independence, and I in New Hampshire was the first. New Hampshire was the first, I believe, to declare its uh, independence from the king. So it's time that we do it again. Thank you for the call. I agree more. I do appreciate hearing from you. An interesting viewpoint, saying that it's actually the government goons that are the ones uh, committing civil disobedience, and that the people who are just you know trying to be free are just trying to be free. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's me. I'm just trying to be free, bro. We continue here with more of your calls and thoughts. We got Mark. He's in Sullivan, Missouri. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live, watching us on DLive.LRN.FM. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I I think that Mrs. Heidi of New Hampshire made some very trenchant points, particularly about secession. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have a lot of things going through my mind right now, but, but, you know, I'm I'm a traditional Roman Catholic. And I think that this modern, you know, liberal democratic system that we have is inherently flawed. You know, I believe one of the hosts of the show said, 
um, the system itself is inherently flawed. <laughs> and um, it, it occurs to me that um, perhaps the solution for our problems here in the United States is to have a traditional Catholic uh, feudal monarchy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree that a, a benevolent dictator might be a better deal than what is currently going on. I can't disagree with that. Well, if the if the dictator or the king or whatever was basically a laissez-faire, hands-off, you know, a king by name only sort of thing who was like, yeah, just go ahead and do what you want. Uh, don't murder anybody. Okay, I'll just be up here enjoying my riches. You know, it would be well, hard. What do you mean do what you want? Huh? What do you mean by do what you want? Do you mean in the libertarian sense? Yeah, like as long as you don't, you know, hurt somebody, like murder or, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, destroy somebody's property, commit rape, those sorts of things. But yeah, what do you think about that? Well, 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 well I'm, I'm not sure because I am a, I, I, I actually think the libertarian views about morality are, are, are very lacking as a traditional Catholic. But let me say this. Well, libertarians don't that, have much of a moral... Law. Moral view. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's definitely true. That's definitely they true. only have but one viewpoint. Just to clarify, before you go on, yeah, yeah, just to clarify that. for our listeners, I know you do, but, you, but there's a bunch of people yeah. listening. Uh, so, yeah. you know, what I wanted to point out the libertarians, all they simply believe is that you shouldn't use aggressive force on your neighbor. They don't have any other moral code beyond that, but that doesn't mean that libertarians themselves individually don't have moral codes. Right. Uh, libertarianism right. isn't enough for a society that's actually good. It's just a baseline for, hey, don't hit that guy. Yeah. That's that's all. It's just a baseline starting point. Anyway, go with what, what you had to say. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I understand the libertarian position. I just I just rejected, although I, I did flirt with it in high school for you know 30 minutes. But look, I'll say this. I think here in the United States, one of our problems is, you know, this is, I would share this with the libertarians. The government is too big. And I'm not just talking about the federal government. That, that's beyond doubt. That's how how small is small enough? How small a government well, is small enough? I think, look at the Holy Roman Empire. For me, that's my model government. Uh, prior to the, the so-called Protestant Reformation, of course, because this is where I disagree with you. You know, you all will probably be upset with me for saying this, but as a traditional Catholic, I think, I think society needs to be um, structured around the Catholic Church. You know, and, and, so forced uh, religion? Acts of forced religion? Well, it depends on what you mean by that. Privately, you can think whatever you want, but I don't think people should be allowed to preach heresy. So you're a theocrat, basically. You want to force your viewpoint uh, to be the only acceptable viewpoint as far as your religious beliefs. Yeah, at least publicly, sure. So you're willing to use violence against your neighbor in order to get them to bow to your God, basically? Well, let's be clear, not me personally, because obviously you would have people do that. that's illegal right now. But no, but if you had your way. Be changed. Yeah, if you oh, had yeah, your way. Absolutely. You would use violence well, about, to force people well, to believe and, and in your religion. At one point. Huh? And you know that was normal at one point. In the Middle Ages, we had the Inquisition. The slavery was yeah. normal at one point, Yeah, too. we've moved beyond that. Uh, most people have moved beyond the idea that it's okay to use violence uh, to submit their neighbors to their will. And whether it's the will, their will as far as their governmental system or whether it's their will as far as their religious beliefs, uh, it's a despicable viewpoint. Thank you for sharing it, Mark. I do appreciate the, the call. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I mean, I think a lot of people, even with the Christian viewpoint, would 
would disagree with this guy yeah. simply because they don't think that it's truly virtuous to be forced did, into a, a belief in God. Did he say that he is himself a traditional Roman Catholic? Yes. I wonder if he wears like the robe and stuff while he's walking around his house. Is that know, a thing they're supposed sandals. to do? Well, I mean, you go back in history. That's kind of how the Romans dressed, okay. right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, not much of a history, but... Oh, okay. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number, uh, but I do know that that's something that thankfully we've gotten beyond in most parts of the world, which is yeah. to uh, stop forcing a religious belief on people, and I think we're way better off for it. Uh, but he wants to start a holy war? Okay. Uh, more coming up here. This is Free... It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. want to say thanks to Libertariat, who is a Free Talk Live platinum amplifier, meaning Libertariat contributes 25 bucks a month to the Free Talk Live AMP program. Dude, thanks. Yeah, yeah big time. Big time thanks. Uh, ampamp.freetalklive.com is where you can go to learn more about the AMP program and how that works. Basically, it's a way for you to help us uh, get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations around the United States. We're on close to 200 stations right now. And we can be on more. It's just a question of, you know, it takes money, it takes time, it takes effort to uh, advertise, market, and promote. And so you can help us for five bucks a month. Libertariat's doing five times that amount. Uh, but all we ask is five. And you can do that and get all the perks over at amp.freetalklive.com. You get the bennies, amp.freetalklive.com. You can use PayPal, credit card, or Bitcoin BTC to get signed up. We're going to go right into more of your calls and thoughts here. And then if we get the chance, the... Uh, the I guess not so shocking poll showing a majority of Americans, two thirds of them, think that uh, things are opening up too fast. It's not shocking. It's sad. It's pathetic. We need more economic destruction, say Americans. We'll get into it coming up here. Uh, but first, we go to more of your calls and thoughts. Let's talk to Graham in Erie, Pennsylvania. Graham, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. Um, in my state, the governor is slowly repealing some of those uh, shutdowns to slow the spread of uh, coronavirus. And uh, I called a jewelry store earlier today that sells that I go to every month to buy uh, silver coins. Mm-hmm. They've been closed since uh, March, and they're open back in. Now, what does it mean to say they're uh, open? What does that mean? Like go in and buy silver coins. You can actually do that now? Yeah, that's what they said earlier today. Wow. I called them. That's a surprise because a lot of these states are, oh, well, you can open, but your customers can't come in the store. You have to take things out to them in their car or you mm-hmm. have to, you know, you can't actually go in the store. So they told you you can actually come in and shop the store. Uh, physically go in and buy silver coins. Wow. Because that's the only reason why I go there. It's a jewelry store that yeah. you can buy and sell. So did, gold, silver, that type of place there. Did you indeed go into the store and buy some silver? Uh, not yet, but I, that's what I do before the shutdown because of the coronavirus. Let us know, will you, Graham, there. when you when you go and, and make this shopping trip, let us know what has changed or if it was like the way it was previously. Yeah, if I'm it, curious. Is it exactly yeah. the same as it was or are you like, you know, having to get a temperature check when you walk through the door? Are there people in masks everywhere? Is everybody standing six feet away? from? So like how different is it? That's really the, uh, the ultimate question. But if they're actually open to where you can go inside, then that means Pennsylvania is is actually reopening faster than 
than some of these other states. And I thank you for the, the call tonight. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Yeah, feel free to call in with your experiences where you are uh, because the so-called live-free-or-die state is not like this yet. They don't have that at all. Uh, now, they're supposedly going to let some so-called non-essential businesses open up, but only three different categories. Well, and, so, and they have to ridiculous. abide by all these conditions in order to, quote, reopen, unquote. But do they really? Or is well, that just what they want you to think? They believe that they do they because sure of the documents it, yeah. being released and the statements being made by yep. the tyrants who claim power over everybody. We continue here uh, with Jake. He's in Flint, Michigan, listening to WCK. Go ahead, Jake. Hey, yes, uh, I just tried to listen to your show, but um, going Catholicism, the gentleman that called in about Catholic, yeah. um, just the situation that's gone in Michigan right now, and I feel like I'm living a lie. Okay, like because what? I go out, I, I feel like I'm living a lie, living a lie. basically. Okay. Yes, so. because I was, I was raised Baptist, okay? Mm-hmm. I got away from the church, but we got away from the church back in the early 1600s, okay? So now that I, in, in my life right now, my testimony is that, so I work on a dairy farm, and I just found out that they went through coronavirus, okay? It happens all the time. And that now what has happened with, with I look at, I try to judge the, the governors in each state, and they're saying death is horrible, okay? Death is horrible. Mm-hmm. But we all know that death is going to happen. Why is it that we have to subject ourselves to the government when basically our freedoms are being taken? This is this is across the globe. This isn't just your neighbor. Oh, yeah. This is across the globe. So why are we why are we saying as a as a humanity to say that we have to subject ourselves that we can't breathe on someone? I don't People understand. People were masks out there. Okay, so Great when point. China, when when China was when this happened, I was raised as a child watching the news. I saw China wearing masks all the time. Mm-hmm. What did they do that for? Do you really want Pollution? to know? Huh? Pollution. Pollution and smog? No, that's not going to really do anything about uh, pollution. So in some Asian countries, and I saw it when I was in Japan when I visited there last year. Um, yeah, I was, I, in, I was in Japan for two years. Yeah, so you saw mask wearing there. It's a relatively regular thing that you see on I the did streets. not wear a mask wearing there. No, I was in the Marine Corps for four years. No, but if you were on the streets, you, right, but if you were on the streets in Japan, you probably saw people wearing masks, right? No, I did not. Oh, interesting. Did you not get off your uh, your military installation? I left, I left my base. Yes, I was out of my base. And another thing about these these carriers and these battleships, they actually are getting receiving, that are getting people with these sick, with the, the troops that are getting sick. Why are they getting sick when there hasn't been anybody off that ship or on that ship within maybe four months, six months? Why is that one person getting sick and all of a sudden you have an outspread? I don't know. When but- there isn't within... You said you were on a small there's, island there's, in Japan. Is that that's where you were stationed? I was on an island. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's the island uh, atmosphere is a little different. But I went to Tokyo, but, and but, there were uh, definitely people that were walking around wearing yeah. masks. Not uncommon. I would say it was a minority of the people who were walking around that were wearing masks. But as I understood it, from what I was told by people who live there, it was something that people would do 
if they were extra sensitive to you know possibly wanting to not catch a uh, infectious disease or if they actually were infected and they wanted to help prevent other people from just sort of you know just to you know do their part or whatever to not uh, infect other people so that's not uncommon in, in Asian countries it was just sort of a cultural uh, thing there and and it was always by choice it was just something that people chose to do because they wanted to they thought it was the right thing to do and if that's what you want to do that's cool i don't, I don't have a yeah. problem with that uh thank you jake for your call tonight i appreciate hearing from you it's but, mandating it for everybody yeah, that's that, where know. it's a problem and you know i know there's stores and retailers that are putting up signs that say things like you must wear a mask to come into yeah, our store that's not cool it, it's not cool but you still have the choice to not shop at that particular establishment yep. and that's kind of how the market is supposed to work if it's their choice, yes. if the store is putting those signs up because they're choosing to right. versus stores putting the signs up because they feel like they've been told to by the government, right. then it's not the market operating. Right. It's like the no shoes, no shirt, no service thing. Like, Do they put that up because that's their actual feelings on the matter or do is. they put it up because it's legally required? I don't think it's legally required. Depends on where you're at. I, I guess. guess you're right about that. Let's go to uh, Pat in northern Michigan listening to WZTK. Go ahead, Pat. Pat, in Michigan, listening to WZTK going once. What up, Pat? Pat, I hear somebody there. Oh. Hey. You're on yeah, there. I'm here. Hey, go ahead. I just set you, I set you down for a second. You guys left me on the line for a while. That's all right. You're here anyway, now. yeah, I got a, uh, a revolt report, and Ooh, uh, right. I think Jerome eats too many paint chips. But that, <laughs> that's besides the point. What's the um, revolt report? I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I want to hear this. Well, you you remember last week I called in and I told you I laid out like a, just catch all your listeners up, I laid out like an acre and a half of land with little pink crosses so everybody in every vehicle would be 27 feet apart because that's a foot past the sneeze factor, so to speak, right? Okay. okay. And, uh, okay, so last week we did church on a trailer in one entrance of the parking lot, and everybody had to come in the other, and we parked them all just like a drive-in, right? Okay. All right, so this week, I just got done today. It's been about, I don't know, eight, ten hours. We built a little uh, hell dance floor right outside the back door of the church. So they just got to roll the, 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 the uh, what do they call that thing? They stand by the, the, po- the podium, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the accoutrements. And uh, made them a nice cedar handrail going up so none of the old people would break their necks. But I think that thing is stout enough where the whole uh, whole choir could get up on that thing and dance. Nice. So you're saying people will be but, dancing and, anyway, and singing? And this, this is in vi- no, I, I, let me get in my thing here. This is in violation of our government. I know. Or our governor, I should say. But and also, I called you in last week, and what I didn't, your your listeners might not remember, is that I'm double dipping. I'm flipping them. I'm flipping them off twice because they told us we can't do this. Well, I'm doing it on my uh, what, do, what do they call that when the, the the court makes you do public service? Yeah, I love it. I love it, Pat. Thanks for the call. We got hour three on the way. You can bring up what you want on free. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. 
But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm with you tonight. It's Ian. And the captain. Coming up, uh, we still have these numbers from Pew Research Center. They surveyed over 10,000 U.S. adults, which is a large sample size. Usually, you see a poll, you know, a poll of some sort. It's a thousand, two thousand people. Yeah, ten thousand on this one. We'll uh, we'll give you the results on what people think about is Mark opening too fast? Are we reopening too fast, too soon? Should have never closed. Yeah, exactly. If you were, if you really believe in freedom, you never should have closed. But we go on uh, with your calls and thoughts because you can bring up anything. Toll free number eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. We'll start. With Patrick in New Orleans, listening to WGSO. Go ahead, Patrick. Hey, first I'd like to have, I have a question, and that question is, how many contact tracers is the state of New Hampshire going to hire? I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, I've heard, I've not heard anything either. That doesn't mean that there's not a plan for that, just that we don't know currently. Right. Okay, well, so I would just say uh, keep your eyes and ears, you know, open to that, because specifically Louisiana is hiring 700 people to start to do contract contact tracing of uh, basically every person that has what is almost like 30,000 cases we have in the state. Uh, so they're first going to contact those 30,000 people that have already had COVID, and then they're going to find out what family members and what neighbors and whatever business associates they've been in close contact with, and they're going to have to call them up, and they're going to try to start quarantining people. And um, well, here's what I'd like to remind all the people who are contacted by these so-called contact tracers is you are not obligated to speak to them. Okay, now I'm not an attorney. That's not legal advice. But if they're like any other bureaucrat, then you aren't obligated to answer their questions. You don't have to talk to them on the phone. You don't have to talk to them at your front door. You are under no obligation to speak to these people. So keep that in mind. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, very good point. Uh, but I know a good portion of the states, whether they be Republican or Democrat uh, run, it, they ultimately are all looking at doing contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could even try, if you, anyone had an interest, uh, look up a two-minute video of Ventura County, California, and the public health director there talking about how basically they're going to forcibly, if they have to separate families because one parent has had covid then they're going to have to take the children or whoever out or vice versa or somebody out the house and into quarantine somewhere yeah. else. Right. Can you imagine and, having your parents getting taken away from you because one of them caught a cold? 
Yeah. Or the flu yeah. or something or like that. Or sneezed in the wrong public area or whatever. And just because I was listening to you talk, I went ahead and searched for Contact Tracers New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any hits, but what I did find is thousands of them are being hired in New York. And Massachusetts mm-hmm. has been recruiting over a thousand contact tracers, so it is ramping up. Other states, just as we've seen before, monkey see, monkey do. They're gonna, you know, it's gonna happen in all the states. Yes, sir. And that's the main thing I just wanted to address. Tonight. Good call, uh, Patrick. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, it's you know, it sounds like when I hear contact tracer, I think bounty hunter. It uh, it puts a vision of bounty hunter, yeah. you know, like dog the bounty hunter, right. except the COVID the bounty hunter. That's or whatever, what this right? is basically is. I mean, uh, in according to a story at cbsnews.com, this headline: "Lost your job? Consider becoming a contact tracer." And then they talk about how between a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand contact tracers may be needed to uh, nationwide. They can earn up to sixty five thousand dollars per year. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, that their, their job is to track down anyone and everyone that could have been exposed to the virus are they going to be armed great question some places maybe they will be i don't know uh the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE but if they aren't armed you can better believe that in certain states they will be authorized to call the police because this sounds like guns will show up this sounds like the adult version of child protective services is what it sounds (laughs) like to me where they come to your house and start bugging you well yeah and and, and, you know it goes along with the the red flag laws right Oh, so-and-so's off his rocker. I better call in an anonymous tip, right? Oh, I saw Bob at the store. He was sneezing and wiping his nose or whatever, right? Here come the contact tracers. Going to take you out of your house. Going to throw you into a prison, literally, right. right? Into a cage. What if you don't want to participate? So you've got uh, the story here is, says, what is contact tracing? And they say that they identify infected individuals based on test results. So remember, if you go out and you get one of these tests... Now they got your name and number, yep. and now they're going to send one of these people after you. What do they do? They contact initially by phone, in most cases, those who've tested positive for coronavirus. Tracers will then ask them. So again, you're giving up now more information on your friends and family members so these people can go hassle them too. Just don't talk to them. Uh, don't get the test number one, I would say, because why, why do you care? You know, unless, unless you're actually really ill, right? Like if you're right. just suffering typical flu symptoms why why does it matter to you whether or not it's covid19 one of the we talk about and sometimes callers will call and ask hey what can i do to sort of try as much as i can to lift myself out of the you know the horror that Mm -hmm. is the state well one of the strategies is to give them as little information as possible about yourself in your day-to-day life so here's an opportunity for you to not give them information i do the same thing with these stupid census workers you know get off my property it's not even my property but get off my property get out of here i'm not talking to you tracers will ask them to recall the names of everyone with whom they have recently come into contact finally contact tracers will warn those people of their potential exposure advise them to self-quarantine until they're mandated to quarantine right uh, and provide them with access to resources they might need in order to follow protocol. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. So that's where this is starting, and it's probably going to get even more creepy and more statist and more authoritarian as uh, as it goes on. U-G-L-Y. State ain't got no alibi. It's yeah. just ugly. Let's go on. Alex is in Myrtle Inlet in South Carolina listening to WRNN. Go ahead, Alex. Thank you. I am, well, Myrtle's Inlet. Uh, South Carolina. And listen, okay. you got it. Oh, hell trying to find your phone. I don't listen. I'm all over the place. 
I try to find a phone number, and uh, but I got through to you guys. Okay, I love you guys. Thanks. And uh, quickly, uh, uh, I, I'm going to talk about. Okay, I'm going to talk about what I don't want to talk about. Jerome. Yeah. Hi, right. I'm originally from Charleston, born, raised there, like Jerome. Jerome, this is what I talk about. He he is delusional in his hatred uh, for you know, you know, a, it's a. The, the people who are like Donald Trump. You're referring, by right. the way, for our listeners just tuning in, to a regular Saturday night caller, Jerome in Charleston, who is one of our most deepest blue partisans uh, out there. He, uh, has he never is seen a, a, He's a Trump anzi, a Trump humper, uh, if you will. He uh, hates Trump, yeah. Yeah. And all Republicans. Okay, that's a long talk. But I'm calling because I live here in uh, Merle's Inlet near Garden City Beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why I'm calling. And I grew up in a place called Folly Beach in Charleston, started thinking all that. And you got, and I'm a kind of, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I am so outraged at when uh, this whole thing came down about six weeks ago about the coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. And, I have, and I have my dog, and I could walk in, in Garden City. I don't know, you're not, we're in Garden, Myrtle Beach, but it's Garden City Beach. And there's like, you can see like there's a, a you know, called Waccamaw Boulevard and called Garden City Surfside Beach. Mm-hmm. And people would be out there walking their dogs, right? They're walking their dogs and drive their golf cart. And I was literally, and that, excuse me, is that not federal property beach? I was told. No, I, I don't think not, it is. No, no, the beach is federal property. I don't think that's true. I think the beach is owned uh, by whatever city's territory it is. You're wrong. Really? You're wrong. The beach is federal. I grew up in Fall Beach surfing, dude. Okay. The beach is federal property. It's federal. And the state shut down, said you can't. Dude, I couldn't walk like 20 yards across to walk my dogs on the beach. I can see people do it. No, the beach is federal property. Well, interesting, Alex. I really appreciate uh, the call tonight. You know, it's interesting because different places in Florida, for instance, had different. Did, you know different policies about the beaches yeah. within the last few weeks. So. I guess it's possible for the feds to own a beach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to call that one into question. It's an interesting opinion. Uh, thank you, Alex. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450 free like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You dial toll-free to join us here on the radio. It's the live Saturday edition. Joining you tonight, Ian. And I want to rock. And you have. I have rocked. And, and I again. will rock again. And I am the Reverend Captain Kickass. Intercoins architecture enables programmable coins with a variety of applications. Merchants can add tags like books, food, or clothing to their products. And authorized users can see statistics on how money was spent. Experts can analyze the local economy. Donors and investors can have more confidence. Everyone in the community can have a real-time consumer price index to inform their democratic decision-making and address issues like rising prices or shrinking wages. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. We go to your calls and thoughts. Robert is in Charleston, South Carolina. Robert, you're listening to WTMA. Go ahead. 
Yes, sir. Um, I, I just heard the man who, who grew up in Folly Beach. Well, I live on an island very close to Folly Beach, so I one morning recently I rode down there and they had it all blocked off. So I rode up with my bicycle and with my my, my suit on and my uh, luminescent vest and my my best beach cruiser. And um, uh, that's a kind of a bicycle mm-hmm. on the other side of the street, so I'd be far away, so you know they wouldn't feel like I was you know the, the disease. I'm, you know, they wouldn't be afraid because of the disease. And he asked him real nice if I could possibly ride on the beach. And he said, I mean, ride into the, to the, into the beach area. And he said to me, well, um, what do you want to do there? And I said, I just want to ride my bicycle. I said, okay, so, so, so what's your address? So I gave my address, which is like I say. And who are you asking? A cop? Yeah, a cop, two cops were there. So I asked them, they're guarding them, so that they were well barricaded, you know, so that mm-hmm. nobody could go out to the beach. So, so I asked him, well, she said, well, I said, I just want to ride on the beach. Right up, right in the area here. Mm-hmm. So he said, um, "Well, okay, go ahead. That's fine. That's fine." So he actually he, he let me in. There, 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 was, there was there was no problem there. Actually, you know, I was the only only bicycle. I think that he let in because I didn't see any other bicycles, and the cars were all had to give their address. I gave my address as well, but he and he realized it wasn't an address that was inside of the barricaded area. But he let me in anyhow. They were very very nice to me, the policemen. You know. No, I don't know. Uh, a lot of times police are not very nice. They will try to order you around and tell you what to do and uh, search your stuff and destroy your freedoms and violate well, your rights. And and how many people who maybe wanted to do like you and just ride their bicycle along the beach uh, turned around when they just saw the men, in, men in costumes yeah, with arms? Yeah. Well, actually, he even gave me some good advice. He said to me, "Well, just don't take your clothes off." He said, "But you can, you can, you can, you can ride around. That's no problem." He just, just wanted to advise me that it would not be a good idea if I took my clothes off. I don't know why it wouldn't be a good idea for me to take my clothes off, but, uh, I, I, but anyhow, I didn't. You know, I, I rode the entire length of the beach, all the way up as far as the end of the island, and then all the way back. I was there about two and a half hours. You know, and well, congratulations to you, Robert. You uh, begged for permission from the man, and the man let you do something that you otherwise wouldn't have had to beg for. For permission uh, before to do, and you gave up your privacy in order to do it. You told them who you were and where you lived, so they could run a warrant check on you, probably. And you know, if they had a warrant out for your arrest, you would have been arrested there instead of gone and you know ridden your bike. But you're a good little citizen. You're very obedient, and it's probably not that likely that there's a warrant for you yet. So there you go. I wonder if Thanks he's the call. if he's part of the two thirds that uh, thinks it's uh, reopening too quickly. Yeah, well, here's a little bit from that poll. By the way, uh, this is the Pew Research Center published two days ago. Pew. A sizable majority of Americans, 68% of them, continue to say their greater concern is that state governments will lift coronavirus-related restrictions on public activity too quickly. Fewer than half as many, 31%, say their greater concern is states will not lift the restrictions quickly enough. According to a new Pew Research Center survey that covers or comes as some states begin to ease the restrictions they put into place to combat the spread of COVID-19. Overall, the public's views on this question are little changed since early April, though they are somewhat more divided along partisan and ideological lines. Republicans, especially conservative Republicans, have become more concerned that the state restrictions will not be lifted quickly enough while a growing share of Democrats worry more that they will be lifted too quickly. Meanwhile, when Americans are asked about the restrictions on public activity in their area, about half of them say the current number of restrictions is about right. The remainder are split between those who believe there should be more restrictions than there are right now, which is 27%, and then those who believe there should be fewer restrictions, 24%, according to the survey. 
Uh, they did survey almost 11,000 U.S. adults between April 29th and May 5th, so the numbers are fairly recent. When you actually break down the Republicans versus the Democrats, according to this story, those who are Republican, when asked the question of will or are these restrictions being lifted too quickly or not quickly enough, yeah. of Republican or those who lean Republican, it was 51% who are Republicans, 47% of those who lean Republicans. So about half of Republicans said they're being lifted too quickly, and then 48% and 53% said they're being not lifted quickly enough. So Republicans are roughly split on this question. Democrats, however, 81% of those who are registered Democrats and 87% of those who lean Democrat are saying they're being lifted too quickly. You know, I was thinking about who has a good track record of battling this type of a thing. Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty good track record. I mean, as far as humans are concerned, right? I, I realize humans haven't been on the planet for, you know, a, even a fraction of the time the planet has been around. But uh, all things considered, humans are still around. They've survived many random viruses and diseases that have come around. And, not without loss, not without death. And, uh, absolutely. And the government wants you to believe that they can somehow stop people from dying if they just restrict freedom. Like, the only somewhat, I don't want to say legitimate, but the only somewhat legitimate reason that I could see for governments around the world to institute such insane measures as these lockdowns would be if they knew that it was a bioweapon. That's the only reason I could think of as you know an excuse to see this type of insanity mm-hmm. to, to tank economies, not just the U.S. economy, but globally in other countries too, to tank economies in the way that they're doing. The only reason that I could think of for somebody going, well, we have to do this and this is how it's got to be, like I'm talking at an executive politician level, mm-hmm. would be if they knew that this was a bioweapon and there was something that they're not telling us. Now, barring that, there is no excuse and there's probably no excuse for them doing it, even if there is that. But yeah, there's not. That would be the only thing I could think of that you know might you know explain why we're seeing the the lockdowns. I, it's it's horrifying to me that this exists, that it exists now in this day and age, and that people are, going along with are, it. are not only going along with it, but they're asking for more. The findings, by the way, this is now we're going back to the Miami Herald, which is how I found this Pew study. So the Herald wrote a story yeah. that doesn't just look at the Pew study, but there's also been a poll conducted by Navigator Research, which polled another 10,000 people this week. Their findings showed 60% of Americans said they worry social distancing will end too soon. Quote, endangering the economy and putting American lives at risk. They think the economy will be endangered if the if the restrictions end too soon. Oh, my God. A third of Americans say they're concerned that, quote, social distancing will go on too long and cause unnecessary damage to the economy and Americans' livelihoods. Well, it's already gone on too long. It should have never gone on at all. Yep. uh, Except on a completely voluntary basis. Uh, There's more on the way here. You can share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. She became overweight, stinky, several vertebrae fused together. Sophie was going to be euthanized. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite. She has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite is nutrition. Get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring what you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733 here tonight. It's Ian. And the captain. And do you want to reach people with the ideas of liberty? You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. You can reach thousands of people with a bumper sticker. You know people love to read them, so check out the vast selection of witty, poignant, pithy, and downright bombastic liberty-oriented messages available for you over at libertystickers.com. And yes, they can do custom stickers. That's how we got our Free Talk Live bumper stickers. So if you want a free sample of the quality from Liberty Stickers, just go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find our mailing address there. You can mail a self-addressed stamped envelope to that address. And I will put a Free Talk Live bumper sticker in that envelope and send it back to you. Nice. And you'll get a free sticker. That'll give you some idea of how great the Liberty Stickers qualities are. Uh, are. So go to libertystickers.com and you can get your stickers there of all kinds of different fun stuff. We go uh, back to your calls and thoughts here. Oh, just a little bit more here from some of these surveys, just to throw out some more numbers, because we've got two surveys now, Captain, so far that have surveyed about 10,000 people. Survey says? Survey says about two-thirds of Americans think that uh, the social distancing is a good thing and that it's the so-called reopening is happening too soon, that we need to push this economic recovery back further. We need to just destroy some more jobs, destroy some more businesses, Good two-thirds of Americans. You know, I just want to say, because I don't think I've said it this clearly, but the organization known as government has literally zero business doing anything economic, mm. interfering in any way with businesses of any sort, in my opinion. If they're going to exist, you mean? Like, because I don't think they have yeah. any business existing. Well, okay, I'm, I'm exist, with you on that. But, then they should only go after, like, murderers and rapists. But they like certainly, that, right? absolutely have no business interfering in economic things. Whenever right. the government interferes with something economic, it's always a disaster. Always, every time. It sure Look is. at the bailouts. Look at anything the government does regarding financing. It always finds a way to screw it up and screw it up royally and make it worse than it was before. According to the story here at MiamiHerald.com, The the Economist and YouGov polled 1,500 Americans earlier this month and determined that 11% of adults feel that it's safe to end social distancing measures and reopen businesses as normal. 11%. We are the 11%. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. One out of 10. 75% 75% of people polled felt it was very or somewhat likely that reopened states will see an increase in coronavirus cases. And you know what I say to that? I don't care. Yeah. Because to yeah. me, you got to have risk in order to have life, an interesting life. And if you don't have the ability to make choices, including taking a risk, yeah. whether that be getting behind the wheel of a car, by the way, which is far more risky. <laughs> taking a walk down the sidewalk. Uh, yeah. Far more risky than your chances of getting this uh, disease. Didn't you have a story also tonight, Captain, about diarrhea killing like a couple million people uh, in the world Uh, on a yearly basis? I I, want to give a shout-out to Lumpy Rutherford, who was talking about, uh, I think locally perhaps, or in New England or New Hampshire, that there was like 160,000 people that died every year. But I went and looked it up. That's a lot of people. And I could find a complete year. So in 2017, almost 1.6 million people died from diarrhea. So, uh, you know, uh, let's let's have everybody wear Depends. Well, it's not going to save you. 
<laughs> okay, let's ban <laughs> Taco <good> Bell. Right. <laughs> a separate survey. Here's another one. So there's a bunch of these things. Separate survey by Civics for Daily Costs asked 1,546 adults if they support their state's stay-at-home orders. 65% said they do. Views from Democrats and Democrat, uh, Democrat-leaning independents do differ considerably from the Republicans, as we talked about earlier. And a poll conducted last month with 1,057 individuals by the Nork Center for Public Affairs Research shows that 90% trust the coronavirus information coming from the CDC. Quote, a great deal or a moderate amount. 85% of adults polled said they trust their state or local governments with coronavirus information. So, two, you know, nine out of ten, eight and a half out of ten Americans totally believe all the crap that the the government has been spewing out as long uh, as it's as long as the government's talking about medicine then they believe everything they say i i thought that more people paid attention to george carlin but i guess not which which uh, comment oh the bit where i have one rule and that's i don't believe anything the government tells me right? ever there's so much evidence in place over the years that you shouldn't believe the government you shouldn't believe these people no matter what happens but yet, for whatever reason, 9 out of 10. We go on here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. Let's talk to Mike in Gold Bar, Washington, listening to KBKW. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, you guys. I'm going to cover a bunch of little tiny things, and I'll make it quick. Number one, in 82, I got to spend a month in Hokkaido, Japan. What an amazing experience in a beautiful place. Nice. And at that time, at least as far as I'm concerned, wonderful, wonderful people. We were recepted well. And we it was just an awesome experience for a 19-year-old kid to go to Japan. Uh, the second thing, Captain Kickass, did you by chance get to enjoy my video? I emailed you at reverendcaptainkickass at gmail.com. I, called sometimes. I have not received said video. Uh-oh. Spam folder. Captain. That's okay. Let me let me just, and I'll get out of here quick, but I got a really vicious beach story. Now, Captain, you've driven to Ocean Shores, Washington, I'm quite sure. I have. Okay. Mayor Christine Dingler, D-I-N-G-L-E-R. Imagine mm. that. She comes from Marin County. Last 4th of July. Now, I have often on camp at Ocean Shores on the 4th of July yes. for 57 years. Last year, after the fireworks, that is, by the way, a state highway in Washington, mm. considered a state highway because you can drive on it, and it's a state. If you watch the movie McHugh, John Wayne drove on the beach, even though you couldn't drive where he drove. Anyway, they kicked everybody off. Now, she swore up and down. She knew nothing about this. But then I caught her in the lie and called her on it. And then she reneged her story because they have the balls to get on our radio station and lie to people and think that you're not listening. Anyway, the state patrol kicked everybody off of the beach at Ocean Shores last year. And the mayor's comment on the radio where there is an archive after the 4th of July said, I didn't know anything about it, but it's a good thing. The state patrol were strategically located all up and down the highway because they caught a lot of drunk drivers. Now, you go there to camp and you get drunk because you can camp there. There was no notice, no anything. They just, like when it got dark, said, pack it up, you're leaving. And they were kicking drunk, intoxicated campers off that beach. Of course they were. That is so sad. And anyway, that's about all I, uh, and I won't resend it. You know, it's just a song. Kicking drunks Uh, off the beach and then pulling them over for being drunk was the plan? Yes, exactly. And and the thing is, you've always been able to camp at Ocean Shores until last year. And for that mayor to go... I didn't even know they were doing it. That it was, and she did lie about that. And I, I call, I call them on it all the time. I can't help myself. But um, don't wait for your government to uh, wipe your nose, folks. 
just just do what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do. You, if you're waiting for the government to fix something, you're it's too late. Just, yeah, oh. too late. Great too point. Late. Yep. Thanks you for guys, the call, man. I appreciate so much, it, Mike. Joe. Good call. Yeah, and it's an illustration of what government does. It uses itself to position people to put them in a in a position of failure. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you got to get out of here. And then so drunk people leave and then they pull them over. This also happens with things like, uh, oh, I don't know. uh, Here in New Hampshire, there's a a state inspection that your cars have to go through. So if you take your car to like a dealership or something, what they do is they go, oh, well, your car isn't going to pass inspection by the state unless you have, you know, I don't know, 1500 bucks worth of work done or whatever it is. They they and they position themselves to use the power of the state to force you to spend money. So you can get the little freaking sticker it's called a racket it is a That's racket they should call it the state racket the yearly racket uh we go to joe in Elkton, maryland you're on free talk live Elkton, hey. maryland go ahead hey how you doing guys Welcome. you're on the air yeah uh i'm, ca- I'm calling back i got i got a doctor who uh kind of trying to bully me and stuff like that really how uh well i'm in a pain management clinic right mm-hmm. because i've been injured several times like I have bone to bone on my knees and stuff like Oof. that. Okay. Both my shoulders are dislocated. Well, he wants to cut my pain med- uh, medication. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Now, for real, I'm like my girlfriend kept on asking me. See, I was in another accident. Uh, none of my fault. There's, it's a legal case. So well, we don't have time to get into all the legal. Uh, uh, we're not going to do it. I'm just going to get to the you know, choice of this thing. All right, hang uh, on. We'll bring you back then. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. says he's being bullied by a doctor, which is something that they can do because they've got a corner on the market because, well, it's a cartel. Uh, we can get into that more coming up. It's Free Talk. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you, maybe, if you're already on the line. If you're not, or you don't get in tonight, don't worry. we got another show Sunday nights, and then another one after that. We're on seven, seven days a week. So, seven days. Yeah, you can join us here any old time you want. With you tonight, it's Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. Don't forget to join Captain Kickass on his website, lcaptainkickass.com. That's I make funny. ELCaptainKickass.com. He does song parodies. You can go check them out and download and listen to them uh, to your heart's content at ElCaptainKickass.com. Uh, all right. Also, want you to know about ForkFest. It is still planned to occur. As long as the park isn't closed, ForkFest will go on in total violation or as much violation if po- as possible, whatever stupid government BS rules are in place. Go make your reservation now. Rogers yeah. Campground has a website. Go make your reservation now. Or call them up. Uh, Rogers Camp, well, they're not going to be there right now, but uh, but you can use use their website right now at Rogers Campground's site. You can go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about ForkFest. It's happening June 29th until July 5th. And where better to celebrate Independence Day or what remains of Independence uh, when you're, you're around other freedom-loving activists here in New Hampshire. Uh, so check it out. It's a, a decentralized libertarian camping festival, meaning that you get to decide what you bring to the table. So there's not like a schedule of things that some central authority has put together to say, these are the things that will happen. No, you get to decide whether you want to bring something, you want to, you want to create a musical event, you want to create a, a play, you want to do speaker series, you want to do uh, you know some sort of poker game or whatever, man. You want to make food. Yeah, make food for people, sell stuff. Whatever you want to do, it is up to you at ForkFest, so you decide. 
ForkFest.party, June 29th until July 5th. We will see you there. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from the event. As we go back to your phone calls and thoughts, we got Vince. He's in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, uh, I believe, listening to WUVR. Go ahead, Vince. Hi. Um, I want to just say something about that survey you were talking about. Yeah, with the two-thirds, like two-thirds. of Americans that uh, think that things are reopening too fast. Yeah, you know, um, if I was getting, like, unemployment, $300, $400, plus the $600 the government's sending me a week, I would pretty much be in no hurry to, if I was making twice as much mm. money not working as I was working. I'd be like, yeah, take your time, you know. Um I wonder how many of those people in the survey were unemployed. Good question. Yeah, how many were being financially incentivized by uh, the system in order to support the shutdown? Good question. The status, the taxation gravy train is one of the most alluring things to individuals, and uh, it's not surprising that folks would feel that way. Vince, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate you pointing that out. I just realized I forgot Joe was on. I already put Joe on hold, and he was still there. Joe, you're back on uh, with us. Sorry, you were telling us something about a doctor who was bullying you. You're at a pain management clinic. Go ahead, Dan. Try to keep the story as quick as possible because we've got a bunch of people who want to get in. Now, yes, sir, because, uh, you know, um, he wants to reduce uh, my pain medication, you know, the pills I take and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every time I, I've been going there for years since uh, 2011, every time uh, I go there, it's no complications, no complications, no complications. He's, he doesn't even know anything about my case. I asked him about it. Uh, there are a couple of things he didn't even know about my case. Mm. And since then, I suffered a dislocated shoulder and two bulging tendons in the back. Which Before I you go on, Joe, why are you me? going to a doctor who doesn't know anything about your case? Uh, they transferred me over to this Is guy. this the VA? No, no, no. This is... Uh, you know, regular pain management firm. But I don't know how this works, right? I've never actually like gone to seek right. this. I mean, how did you end up with this guy being transferred to him? How does that work? How? Well, the nurse said the nurse said uh, you're you know so messed up and you won't take any more pain medication. He could like uh, inject you with different things because he's one of those type of doctors that does that. And I said I don't want to be injected with anything because I don't want to get addicted to anything. Mm-hmm. And then he told my management physician was. He wants to cut my medication because he doesn't want me to get addicted to my medication. And what medication are you on? Is it oxycodone, hydrocodone? Yes, I'm on oxycodone, 10 milligrams. Uh And, you know, I refuse to take any more and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if you refuse to take more of the pills, then what, I mean, why is it a concern that he's cutting you off of them? Uh, because I'll be in more pain. I can manage the pain with this amount right now. I'm so, I if thought you just 14, said you refused to take the pills. So you I, are no, taking I, I, I am taking a certain amount. If uh-huh. he takes 14 pills away, it will cause me a great deal of pain. Right. Okay. So, and you were transferred to this guy. Who were you, who were you with before? Or why were you transferred to him in the first place? I was with a, I was with a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and she said, well, he could do things, you know, certain things that i can't do like take away your and the pills first thing, and if, right and right, exactly could you to, can you find somebody else at a different pain management clinic can you no because they're not else? taking any more because of all this witch hunt and stuff like oh, that so God. what i'm going to what i'm asking people who are on here i listen to your station every night if they can uh i looked up the patient's bill of rights and stuff like that if they can uh suggest uh what doctors i can go to because i can you know, like I can tell him. Well, I found on patient bill of rights. They say 
you don't have to agree with uh, whatever your doctor says. You can stand up to your doctor and say, no, I don't agree with this treatment plan. Right. Uh, so who would, would, in Delaware, who would I call, like the medical association, stuff like that? Boy, that's a good question. I don't know if we're going to get an exactly. answer for you here in the next three or four minutes that yeah, we have left uh, on the air. That sounds like a question for the internet. What a uh, predicament, though, right? To you yeah. know, I mean, all these doctors have shut down because you know of the stay-at-home stuff right. orders and that kind of thing. So he can't even go get proper care. It's terrible. And of course, as we pointed out briefly, and thank you, Joe, for the call tonight. Um, all of this is all of this is happening to Joe because the medical business is not a free marketplace right. right it's highly regulated the government is highly in control here these pain management guys are afraid of the DEA coming yeah. after them so they can't you know they they can face penalties if they're seen as like doling out too many drugs yeah. or whatever so they're afraid of the government plus a lot of these doctors are you know trained uh, or essentially they're part of this sort of medical cartel where there's a limited number of doctors that can come out every year, and the AMA, I believe, decides that. And so it's completely arbitrary. It's not market-based. It's not based on supply and demand at all. And it's even harder now with the lockdowns and stay-at-home orders for somebody to get a decent second opinion. Yep, that's true. Thank you, Joe. Good luck. I uh, wish you the best there. Let's talk to Paul in Texarkana. Uh, Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Um. Well, I got to tell you, you know, what, what really concerns me is is our vocabulary, and and I'm not trying to curse, criticize you guys at all, but uh, you know, words like fear, uh, and, you know, and all those ones based around that, they are really static words. We got to stop using them. We need to start using words like concern, and and I want to I want to want people to start calling your station with ideas of what they can do. Look for the answers and call your station with answers. And do I about have something what? I want to what they can do about well, what? Whatever it is they're calling about, whatever they have answers for. A lot of people are calling with, with questions and I want more people to call with answers. Mm. I have something I want to promote. Well I've got right the now. answer. This it's is... freedom. The answer is freedom. What's the question? Okay. Well there's no question. Here's here's what yeah, I got go going ahead. on. Okay. Okay. We need to be putting in gardens. Mm-hmm. Right now, right away, Agreed. right at the beginning of the growth season. In Texarkana, we can grow about until the end of November and push some products uh, even farther. Uh, fifty by fifty is is going to give you several thousand dollars worth of uh, groceries. Nice. I've talked to people with the Texas A and M. I've talked to Master Gardeners. Uh, uh, fifty by fifty takes about three hours of of three people working on it uh, a week. That's it. Okay, uh, that's doable. Got, you know, start. Yeah, start pumping that stuff out. To, you know, on your radio station, they advertise about free seeds. And on the Internet, you can go on there and get tons of free seeds. you got to get this stuff in. Yeah, if you're in going. some states, they won't even let you buy seeds. I think yeah. it's Vermont, Vermont. and uh, Michigan where yep. they're restricting, yep. the, like, the garden centers. Luckily, in New Hampshire, we can get it. I, we were driving today and uh, saw a bunch of garden shops that were open and busy, busy, busy. Yeah. So so that's good advice, Paul. I wish we had more time to talk to you. We want to get Ray on the line here also in Texarkana. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Ray. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Uh, Man, I just want to speak to Jerome about, okay. you know, the president there. It's yeah. the Jerome show uh, tonight on Free Talk Live. <laughs> You're referring to our earlier <laughs> caller. Well, you know who Jerome? Why well, you know who Jerome is? He calls every Saturday. Uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty new to your show. Welcome. Uh, well, you know, I'm as rabid a libertarian as you're going to find. All right. But that, that being said, Donald Trump is as good as you're going to get, man. And uh, <laughs> that's sad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
he's one little man against the, the greatest collection of evil in the history of humankind. You know well, what I'm saying? Like, now he's a part of it. Yeah, I'm not convinced well, that he's yeah. against it at all. Yeah. If he were against it, he would be speaking out against it, and he's not. Well... I, I don't know what you would do, though, other than, than try to fight him from the inside. You know well, I mean? that's a good question, Ray. I wish we had more time to talk to you. Call us another night. Call earlier in the show. We'll get you on for a longer uh, discussion. Because I think it's an interesting topic, yeah. and it you know deserves more than 10 seconds. Uh, Captain, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks for having me. LCaptainKickass.com. Check him out there. And more Free Talk Live, available as many episodes as you could possibly listen to, going back for more than a decade. Good night, Free guys. at freetalklive.com. We will see you tomorrow night. In the meantime, Bye, everybody. see you then. The political world is a maddening cesspool of corruption and lies. Nobody tells the truth. Nobody keeps campaign promises. Nobody obeys the Constitution. Nobody puts the people first. How can we ever escape this web of tyranny? Vote for nobody. Hi, my name is Nobody. I'm running for governor of New Hampshire because nobody knows how to live your life better than you do, and nobody deserves that kind of power. I want to put you back in control of your money, your lifestyle, your work, your body, and your life. Nobody should rule you but you. New Hampshire convicts many people of so-called crimes that should never have been prosecuted. If elected, I will pardon every victimless crime in New Hampshire history. This includes drug, gambling, prostitution, gun, and driving offenses. Nobody should have a criminal record when they have not harmed anybody. Wouldn't it be nice to have nobody telling you what to do? Learn more at electnobody.com. Electnobody.com. Attention gardeners, if you need to grow nutritionally dense vegetables or medicinal herbs this year, listen, because a bioactive superfood for plants is now available. This all-natural superfood for plants is so effective at producing maximum plant growth in minimum time that it almost forces plants to grow, even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's called Proto-Grow, and it's truly remarkable. Vegetables grow faster and contain more bioavailable vitamins and trace minerals. Plants that rarely bloom will flower constantly. Sickly plants become vibrantly alive. Medicinal herbs become super potent. Flowers become more vivid right before your very eyes. Proto-Grow also improves the taste quality of all your garden vegetables. That's because it's more than just an all-natural superfood for plants. It's a proprietary blend of bioactive sea nutrients that contain the basic building blocks of life itself, which is why Proto-Grow even renews your garden by increasing the microorganisms in the soil. Learn more at growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com. Get special pricing for network listeners right now at growlikecrazy.com.